the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast and championship weekend is right upon us here, Lundy, or at least nearly upon us. Uh, on Sunday, we got the Bengals, we got the Chiefs, uh, Casey laying seven with a total now up to 54 and a half after it opened at 50 and a half at some of the sports books out there. Meanwhile, in the nightcap, we got the LA Rams laying three and a half. Yarr, Captain Hook in the mix there with a total of 45 and a half, whether it's on the money line, whether it's on the game totals or the spreads or any specific game props, not player props. What's your top wager of the weekend, my man? Uh, I like the Niners and Rams, uh, Brad, to uh, remain uh, a bit low scoring. Let's take the under on the – I'll take the under on the 46 and a half. I mean, look – in the in the two times that they that they played each other, is it the Niners ran it like what seventy something times? I think total between yeah between those yeah two they games. did. Uh, that's gonna if, if they if they do anything along those lines with that uh, kind of a game script, and I know that plays into our props coming up here in the fade five, but. Uh, if they continue to roll uh, the ball on the ground like that, that clock's going to move. And I, 46 and a half slash 47 and a half always scares the living daylights out of me because we know that's such a popular total uh, in the NFL. But this is one that I think stays underneath. I think we wind up with a total that is sitting right around 43. You know, my favorite bet on the board, quite honestly, and I'm still shocked that it hasn't gotten juiced up to high heaven. So, you know, a lot of people, and I think you and I are both expecting this, there's going to be a pew, pew, pew shootout. It's going to break out inside Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs and the Bengals. It was 34-31 to in the prior matchup in Week 17 in which the Bengals emerged victorious at home. But Cincinnati's team total touchdowns? It's still sitting at two and a half universally right now. And it's not juiced up. It's minus 120 at DraftKings. I think a couple of books can get it even lower than that, like standard minus 115. And I can't put my finger on it as to why. Like, I think the Bengals have scored at least three TDs in this game. Burrow's going to throw two alone. Maybe get one from Mixon. Maybe get a fluke return or a pick six or a fat man fumble recovery. And he rambles and rumbles in for a touchdown. Like, this one to me... It's probably one of my favorite bets of the board if you're looking at the game props that are out there more so than the spreads or the totals. So give me Cincinnati all day long in the over two and a half touchdowns there in the rematch against KC for a ticket that will be punched to the Super Bowl inside SoFi Stadium. With that, let's get to it on this Friday edition. And if you're in the Northeast, you're snowed in anyway. You can't really go anywhere. So start drinking right now. I know it's still a.m. when we're taping this, but just start pounding it with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, let's get to some of our favorite player props here of Championship Weekend. I'm going to kick it off with C.J. Uzoma. And I'm going to take the over on 35 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. I interviewed Ben Baby, who does a tremendous job, cover the beat for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for ESPN.com on the SiriusXM Fade the Noise radio show. Check it out on the Fantasy Channel every Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. And I asked Ben, I said, who is the biggest X factor in this matchup? And he goes, oh, it's C.J. Uzoma, without question. And you look at uh, what Uzoma has done this season um, and and a guy that's just tearing up man coverage. Uh, When targeted in man coverage, 
He has a 156.3 quarterback rating. At least that's what Burrow does uh, in those situations with Uzoma. Third most yards after the catch in man coverage as well. Uh, and he looked down the stretch. He's been over this number three his last four. And over that four-game span, 27 total targets as well, including uh, getting over in the prior matchup against Kansas City. Now, the Chiefs only get about six touchdowns at tight end position. But bonus time, bloody bonus time. I think Uzoma splashes six. And he get it right now at plus 240 at FanDuel. So, I'm all over that. I even put together a same-game parlay at DraftKings to triple down on CJ. Four-plus receptions, 30-plus receiving yards. It's just minus 105. And that, to me, is worth a double-unit sledgehammer. So, uh, give me your thoughts across uh, the spread of bets I just threw out at you on CJ Uzoma, fade or follow. Well, first of all, you're a jerk because you took my anytime touchdown. Oh, uh, I did. You were right on that. You're jerk. You're a jerk. You're you're oh. just you're you're such an a hole. Yeah, that's, um, that's on me. But uh, no, I I like C.J. Uzoma as as an anytime touchdown because I, I looked earlier this week and I thought, okay, let me find somebody that is slightly off the beaten path, but that I can easily see splashing six. Let me find somebody, and I basically said I want to find somebody at plus one fifty or higher. Um, and he was the one that jumped out at me uh, for a good payday. So I like it on the anytime touchdown. I like it on the yardage props. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously uh, you know taken uh, care of this number and then some in the first two playoff games uh, so far for Cincinnati. And Burrow likes looking his way. I mean, Does. you already talked about the passer rating he's got when he's targeting Uzoma. And if you haven't ever noticed, if you go, uh, you know, you, you, wherever you go, you find your different stats and stuff. Have you ever seen CJ Uzoma's mugshot, Brad? Have you ever, the one that he does, you know, for the for you know, the, like the man. He he looks like he wants to sell you like the greatest house you've ever uh, walked. He works a Remax on the side. Is that what yeah. you're telling me? Like he's just got this like, hey, man, how you doing? He's just he's just his smile looks like I just want to buy him a drink. Uh, and so I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, he has got a beautiful smile, straight, beautiful great? white teeth. I mean, he looks great. I'm telling you, I, for whatever reason, I've just always been like, yeah kind of like this guy you know i mean hopefully he's not you know a jerk in real life but i'm like yeah he just he just looks like a fun guy like if he were just hanging out at the bar at the airport you know he's getting ready to fly to you know i don't know houston and you'd just strike up a conversation with him because he just looks like a great guy so yes anytime touchdown yes over uh on the yardage prop as well and i think your same gamer is a really nice plus odds and he could sell you a pretty mean reverse mortgage cj's home all day across the board we love him this weekend Number four. All right, let's move on here, Lundy. And the next player prop on the board, Elijah Mitchell. And we've seen all kinds of movement on his rush yards prop throughout the entire week. Uh, I saw that it opened at 71.5. I saw it as high as 76.5. And it has now tumbled and cascaded below 70 yards. It is sitting at a very nice 69.5 at tape time, minus 115 at DraftKings. And I'm hammering the over on this one as well. I don't get it. Uh, you know, the prior two matchups, as you mentioned, it was run early, run often for the San Francisco 49ers. And a lot of that was on the legs of the rookie sensation in those prior games, uh, 27 for 91, 21 carries for 85 in the rematch. I know it's the third tango here uh, with the L.A. Rams. There's going to be some adjustments made, but, you know, it's just not an invincible front by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, the Rams really gave him a 3.2 yards per carry in the postseason. In the regular season, gave up just over 3.7 yards per carry to the running back position. But Mitchell is a yak machine 
RB6, uh, including postseason games, over the totality of the year in yards after contact per attempt. So it's going to be a heavy dose of him and Debo Samuel grounding and pounding their way uh, to potentially some critical first down. So in the end, and I know game flow and script is going to be everything, but this game at minimum is going to be nip and tuck, and I still believe the Niners are going to win it straight up. Give me Elijah Mitchell. Over, and it may be over by like 10 to 15 yards, 69 and a half rush yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. This thing just keeps bouncing around and bouncing around, but yes, I will comfortably take the over in this one as well. I already mentioned what I thought we would wind up seeing from a game script standpoint, uh, the first couple of games uh, between these two. I think Mitchell is going to get ball to belly several times uh, in this one, especially early on. Again, I, look, Matt Stafford, um, obviously, you know, what the last time these guys played, you know, throws a couple of picks. He's got, you know, he's, he's certainly done it. But I, I think that he's also heated up a little bit here in the playoffs. He finally shook the monkey off his back to win a playoff game. And I think Stafford's got a little bit of energy. And I think Shanahan and the coaching staff know that. And I think they want to keep him off the field. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to continue to run the ball. It's part of why I'm leaning towards the under um, with the 46 and a half is because I think Mitchell's going to be a big part of what happens. I think they're going to try to keep the ball on the ground. He's got, what, 44 carries so far combined between the two playoff games. Um, I think he's going to continue to to run the rock for them, use up clock, and I think he can find some success against the Rams. Yeah, if you want to correlate, synergize, bring it all together. Uh, if you like Mitchell on the over on rush yards, uh, why not just fade Jimmy G on pass yards? Right, yep, two thirty, and that that number is also uh, jumped all over the place uh, this week. I got it at two thirty three and a half, and I grabbed it later in the week. Early in the week, it opened at like two fifty, something absurd, and then immediately all the value was sucked out because the line plummeted and got as low as two twenty two and a half, and now it's starting to rise, starting to tick back up. And I think anything around two thirty or greater is a phenomenal value. So there you go, double dip. Ride with Mitchell on the over. Take the under on Jimmy G Pass Yards. Number three. All right, marching on here on this Football Friday edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Uh, same game, different name, and let's stay at the same position. Cam Akers. Will it be wham, bam, thank you, Cam? Uh, only if he runs into brick walls. Because I'm taking the under on 63 and a half rush yards. Uh, and I grabbed this one minus 110 at Bet MGM. Uh, another one that's a head scratcher to me. This thing opened at 60.5. I saw that it dipped down to as low as 58.5, and now it's climbing again, Lundy, and it's perplexing. I, I can't grasp it. I can't wrap my reptilian brain around it. You know, you look what Akers has done since coming back, and it's a miraculous comeback story. It really is. we got to give all the credit in the world to, to him and his uh, Wolverine blood pumping through the veins and a quick healing and the work that he has put in to get even back on the field and, you know, to a, a decent level of play. But the analytics, the eye test, he hasn't necessarily wowed. I don't think he's lost anything in terms of skill set. Uh, but in this postseason, just 2.02 yards after contact per attempt. He's forced a missed tackle just 12.2% of the time. And uh, it's just, just been repeated stack fronts that he has uh, run up against. Uh, last week against Tampa Bay was like 24 carries for 48 yards. And more importantly, had those two costly fumbles that nearly choked the game away uh, for the Rams, but they eventually emerged victorious because of the brilliance of Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and that lightning combination. But, man, I just don't see this. San Francisco has allowed under three yards per carry to the running back position over the last seven 
games. So, fade or follow, Cam Akers under. And for me, I think it's going to be comfortably so. 63.5 rush yards, minus 110 of MGM. Uh, two ways to answer this one. First of all, I don't like it. I really don't. I, I, it, when I see something that to me is a super head scratcher and I can't figure out exactly what the hell's going on, it probably means that these guys are smarter than I am and I should stay I, the I don't hell know, away. man. I mean, look, he fumbled twice. Sony Michelle is there. And we know that Sony Michelle was the primary mail carrier and did a bang up job, you know, late in the season in that role. And Daryl Henderson's also back. Do you think McVeigh may try to feature more of a committee instead of just Akers enforcing the issue? I don't know. I think to me, it, it's good. I think he may try to follow either game flow or hot hand. And if Cam mm. Akers comes out and he busts a couple, and yeah. I and, and and it could be, I mean, busting them here in this particular game could be literally just like an eight-yard run. I mean, I'm not talking like <laughs> he's got to bust one for 35, okay? But so uh, here's what I will tell you. This is this is a prop that I will not be betting on. I will tell you that um, I don't have the the same level of confidence that you do in including it in today's fade five. But if you made me pick. Brad, I'm going to fade you. I think he's going to get. I think he goes over this total. I think something funky winds up happening, and they realize that Cam is back. Remember, this was a guy that before he got hurt, Brad, when we were talking fantasy back uh, it, over the course of the summer, we were talking about like this is a guy you have got to get on your roster. Yeah, like he's late gonna, r- first round pick. You exactly. know, if you're at an auction slash uh, salary cap draft, go the extra dollar or three. Yeah, I so, mean, I remember. So remember, so remember though, when we go throughout the fantasy season, and congratulations to any of you that got to hoist the trophy a lot of times the guys that will win it for you are not necessarily the guys that got you there and i i wonder whether or not we are getting to the point where the rams are like cam you feeling good yeah i'm feeling good okay here's the ball go um and it just i i think he may wind up with more volume than you think so that is why a i'm staying away because i think that committee could get a little bit funky It, it could or you might see Cam get featured the way we thought he was going to at the beginning of the season, and he goes over this number and finishes around, say, 69 to 72, right in that range. But because I have a really hard time predicting what his usage is going to be, I'm actually not going to do this one. But feet to the fire, I'll fade you. Stick around for my top picks in the NFL Sunday Championship Round Plus. Bonus time on this Friday in the NHL, the NBA, and two college basketball. Number two. All right, let's get back to the football talk. And uh, my musings right now are all on Joe Mixon. And no, I'm not going to talk about rush yards. I think the uh, the number is well set uh, in the low 60s. In some books, it's in the mid to high 50s. I'm not touching it. But I am slamming all day long, windmill style, on Joe Mixon, over 27.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsman. Now, truth be told, I grabbed this when it opened at FanDuel at 25.5, and, and I thought that was a soft number, and this is still a doughy number overall because Mixon has been a featured player in the past game. He's ran at least 25 routes in four consecutive games. He has been over this in four straight contests as well, and over that four-game stretch, he's averaging 5.8 catches per game and 47.3 receiving yards per game. Went 7 for 40 in that Week 17 tilt against KC. We got to remember, too, that KC in the regular season allowed the fourth most receptions to the running back position. And if this game has any kind of negative script, Mixon is going to be highly involved in the flat as a safety valve or, heck, even in a designed 
uh, dump-off uh, option for Joe Burrow uh, to try to alleviate some of that pressure after he absorbed nine sacks last week. So, Lundy, fade or follow, absolutely love this prop. Over Joe Mixon, 27.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. I love it at over 27 and a half. Tell me what your capper is, though. Is it 31? Um, it you know, honestly, I would probably play it up to like 32 and a half. Okay. Because we, as you just talked about, this line has moved around. BetMGM, for example, this morning has it at 30 and a half. Um, it's going to so keep it's climbing. Already, it's already at that 30 mark. So yeah. I, I wanted to be able to talk about what the ceiling was because obviously people may be listening to us here on a Friday. They could be listening on Saturday, getting ready for the games, whatever. I just wanted to be able to establish what the ceiling is. For me, it's about 31 and a half. I think that's my cap. Um, I wouldn't go any higher than that just because you could wind up with one of those dump offs that goes for negative yards. Um, so to me, I'm going to. But, but this when it when we're talking about something in the mid to upper 20s where you could get that before, this was my favorite. I, I agree mm. with you. This was my favorite prop, and it's actually my favorite out of the five that you're featuring today um, at that particular number. But as it starts to creep up, my advice to folks would be look at it as a same-game parlay option um, and go grab it at the you know 20 or more, 25 or more, whatever the threshold is for the book that you like to use, um, and put it together with something else. Because I think he comfortably is at 25. I feel pretty good about him being 30 uh, or higher. It's after that that I start to get a little bit nervous. Oh, Lenny, I'm glad you brought up the SGP option because I did that. Exactly that on BetMGM. So uh, Joe Burrow, 275-plus pass yards. Joe Burrow, two-plus passing TDs because obviously I love Joe Burrow in this game. You should love everybody in this game offensively. And then Mixon and that threshold at BetMGM, 25 receiving yards, uh, plus 290. Oh, that's sexy. I like that, man. That's, I mean, that's banana hammock. That's really sexy. <laughs> well, hell, yeah. Uh, so we will break out the uh, under the nut uh, butt hut on this one uh, with oh, Joe yeah. Mixon. Is that what we're going with? That's, uh, that's, that's pretty, uh, that, that's a pretty sexy same gamer right there when you get up that high on the payout. Well, it is. Uh, so make some mucho dinero with Joe Mixon. On receiving yards. Number one. Uh, last and so did not least, let's talk about the poop scoots uh, himself. A uh, man that just runs very awkwardly. He looks painful, quite honestly. Uh, sticking the old air out there and then just kind of scooting along. Like he's got to use the you know, use the bathroom, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And I'm taking the over on the 28.5 rush yards prop. Uh, minus 115 at MGM. Again, full disclosure, uh, I grabbed this when it opened uh, earlier in the week at 20. Five and a half, and I have another SGP that I'll throw in there with this prop here in a second, and I'll get Lundy's take on it. But, dude, Mahomes has been rolling with his legs. I had Rob Collins on from Fox 4 in Kansas City on the radio show yesterday, and I threw out this prop, and (laughs) Rob goes, Brad, are you kidding me? Bet the house. He goes, I wouldn't be shocked if he had this by halftime. The way that defenses are keying on this Kansas City offense and its explosiveness is when he got Tyreek Hill, when he got me, Cole Harmon, Byron Pringle, and Travis Kelsey, there's just a lot of speed to account for there. And it stretches the defense and pushes it back. And if there's any kind of over-pursuit on the defensive line, Mahomes is uh, a guy that reads, reacts, and recognizes in real time. It's a lot of R's in there. And then he takes off. And you saw in the game last week against Buffalo, I mean, he, he got this pretty much immediately in the game. Um, and I, I think it could be a similar scenario here this time around. Last eight postseason games, Lundy, he is averaging a robust 35.6 
rush yards per game, averaging five-point rush attempts per contest. He went two for 25. But again, uh, the point of emphasis there, two. That's all the rush attempts that he had against Cincinnati in Week 17. So love the over on this. Uh, He could be in the 50-plus area once again. If you want to correlate, synergize, bring it all together, I kind of like the over two on 14.5 yards for the longest run which he has done eight times this season, and he's done in back-to-back weeks. So, fade or follow, Money Mahomes. Got to make you some scratch on that over, 28.5 rush yards, minus 115 to DraftKings. What do you say? Maybe that's why he runs funny, Brad. Speaking of money, maybe he's got his wallet in his back pocket because we know how much cash he's got. Maybe that thing's just weighting him down. That could be. I mean, he's, uh, what, a a multi-multi, he's like a half a billionaire, he Almost, bought right? part of the Kansas City Royals for yeah, crying. I mean, that's dude's true. got money to spare. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, I mean, it'd be nice if he could, you know, buy, you know, a couple of relatives that aren't such a pain in the ass. It, it but, just okay. sent him to a faraway remote island uh, with yes. no cell phone towers. Yes, I will buy you an island in the Bahamas if you will just <laughs> go away. You can uh, swim I, with pigs for the rest of your life. And you crystal clear blue water. I, I kind of be down with that. And and the pigs would probably enjoy the champagne. Um, <laughs> I will uh, I'll follow on this one uh, as well. You brought up the stat about the, the eight playoff games. And, and that's actually the one that stands out to me. I know that we can talk about what he did over the regular season. Um, you know, the, the longest rush that you just talked about. I think we can talk about a lot of those things. But there is... Um, much the way we have seen, you know, in the NBA, for example, you know, there's regular season LeBron and then there's playoff LeBron. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes there are guys that they get into the spotlight and they just step up and that's Mahomes. That's Mahomes last week with 13 seconds. That's Mahomes in his playoff, uh, in his playoff career. He just, he loves it. Uh, he relishes that kind of pressure and that kind of spotlight. Um, and I think he'll call his own number. I think there'll be some designed runs to him for him, frankly. But I think that he'll also call his own number enough uh, that I feel confident he gets uh, it, it, to to your point. He may have he may be at twenty five to twenty six by halftime, um, and then you're comfortably waiting to cash this ticket. All right, so I gotta you know pay it off here. I do have a same game parlay of Mahomes uh, as well. You want to hear it? Oh, I love I love these SGPs, man. This is what? Is this the third one on the pod already? Sure. Why the hell not? Uh, so right. we'll throw this out there. Uh, I put this together at DraftKings. It's Mahomes 250 plus pass yards, two plus passing TDs, and 25 plus rushing. That was plus 175 at DK. Now, I put that together earlier in the week. I'm sure the lines have shifted. But if you're getting like, I don't know, plus 140, 150 or greater, oh, I, I put two units on it. That's how much I like it. I think it's great. Here's what I continue to tell people. I say this on the pod. I say it on the TV show as well. Folks, if you're doing some same-game parlays, as soon as you have the word plus involved in your discussion, you're doing good. Yeah. You don't have – you don't – stop trying to do these eight-leggers, okay? Get yourself a bunch of three-leg ones that you like. Yes, I know it's not as sexy of a cash, but you're also a lot more likely to cash, okay, people? Stop trying – I, I say this all the time. You don't have to be Barry Bonds and hit it into the cove, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you can be Tony Gwynn and just not slap singles. It. Just yes. slap it. Just slap it into the gap, which is what some of these SGPs are, because a, a lot of times we're looking at them going, okay, this is this is really likely to hit, and I'm getting plus 120, plus 140, plus 155. Like, it doesn't have to be a plus 890, folks. 
Amen. Preach, brother, preach. And with I've been doing it on the TV show because you get I I think that sometimes these people get so enamored with the idea of cashing the equivalent of a Powerball ticket, man. That's all. That's all. I'll get off my I'll get off my soapbox. No, I completely agree. Uh, Support you ten thousand percent. Let's do this. uh, Speaking speaking of support, by the way, Brad. Um, my hockey picks have sucked donkey ass for the last (laughs) uh two days. They have been absolutely putrid. And a couple of you have called me out on Twitter, and I got no problem with that. It's been a bad couple of days folks uh it, it it has been absolutely brutal so for tonight for hockey brad yeah i am i am actually going to take a page out of our college basketball strategy and i am going to do an alt line mm. two-legger for mm. you in hockey because i have been getting brutally kicked in the nads um, so we are going to take uh, Pittsburgh is hosting Detroit tonight. The Penguins hosting the Red Wings um, and the Rangers are hosting the Minnesota Wild. Those two games have a a high over under. They're sitting at six and a half for their totals. I'm going to alt line both of those down to five and a half and I'm going to take the over and I'm going to put them together. That gets me a plus 177. Folks, that is my only hockey bonus time for you tonight because I keep getting killed. Uh, so until until things get a little bit better. Let's simplify it. Pens, Rangers, both of those uh, home team games, take the alt lines down to five and a half and take the over in both. All Put right, let me, let me go rapid fire. Boot is time of my own. Uh, I'll give you one more player prop that I like this weekend. Take the over on Evan McPherson, one and a half made field goals. And I got it at minus 105. Uh, he has done this in six straight games. He had two field goals in the prior matchup against Kansas City. Uh, and a guy that's 32 of 37 on the season split the uprights. So I, I like him quite a bit to get you know, at least uh, two, uh, three pointers on the board. Elsewhere, let's go to college basketball. Love Fresno State tonight. I got this at plus 100, mind you. Uh, Fresno minus one at home against Boise State. A pivotal matchup inside the Mountain West. Fresno 9-0 and at home this season. Boise State unblemished in conference play at 7-0. and uh, but the reason why I like the Bulldogs, Orlando Robinson, the versatile seven-footer. We've uh, featured him on the pod before. The guy just gets it done. All points on the floor. He's shooting 38.3% from distance and 53.8% inside the arc. That's a matchup problem, though. Boise has some size to compete. Still two outstanding defensive teams. And in the end, this one's going to come down to the waning moments. Boise's going to miss some free throws. And it's going to seal the deal for Fresno. Boise in conference play shooting just 59.7% from the charity stripe. Elsewhere in Mountain West play, love the over on the team total for New Mexico at 78.5%. Against San Jose State, uh, which is number 322 in the nation, just in defensive efficiency. They've given up a whopping 1.206 points per possession in conference play. New Mexico completely blemished in Mountain West action, 0-7, but one of the fastest teams in the country, and they jack over 46% of their shots from distance. I'm expecting a lot of the goes, uh, those to go through the cylinder. And in the NBA, uh, let's get seduced uh, by the juice. And I'm going to take the over on Jalen Green, 3.5 rebounds against the Port. Portland Trailblazers, plus 115 at DraftKings. He has done this in five of his last seven games. He had six boards earlier this season against the Blazers uh, back in mid-November. And uh, Portland ranks number 14 in fewest opponent rebounds per game allowed, but still want to follow the recent trend. And again, I'm going to get sucked in by those plus yards. And hopefully, in the end, make me some serious green. And with that, that is a wrap 
on this extended edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Check me out there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.